Hello and welcome to Reality Roots with me, your host, Hillary. Welcome! I'm live record, not live, I mean, I'm not going to release it live. I am recording live. <laughs> There's no other way to do it. I'm on, oh my god, on set, on location at the Comfort Inn. It took a long time to get here, and it's pretty late at night, but here we are, <laughs> getting in the podcasting where we can fit it, and I felt like this would be a good time. It's not a great time of day, necessarily, but uh, I just drove for, uh, I don't know, like three and a half hours, something like that. Yesterday, I also drove for three and a half hours, and tomorrow, I'll probably be driving for another three and a half hours. Maybe there's, like, commuters out there. I shouldn't complain. I feel like I used to do that every day, at least Monday to Friday, but... I don't have to do that anymore. So it like really hurts when I have to do it. I don't like it at all. There was an accident. There were salt trucks. There was snow. There were snow plows. It was a drive, you know, but we're here. And I'm so excited to talk to you about this week's episode, Jenny Jones. I probably should have done this. Oh, uh, no, I think this will come out in February, I guess. So in honor of Black History Month, question mark, and then I'm going to question mark the question mark. It is, it is, it is in honor of Black History Month. I, uh, okay, so this is Jenny Jones. It's in 1997, and it's My Family Can't Stand My Interracial Lover. There's a few episodes, uh, on this theme, I guess, uh, that I have access to. I kind of put them off, I guess, for a long time because the main reason is because I'm I'm a white girl. Like, I get that. <laughs> I know that. I have a lot of privilege. And I don't take it for granted. Well, I mean, I don't take it for granted as much as I, you know, possibly can um, that any of us have capacity. Um, I try not to take it for granted. And it's weird. Like, I don't. I don't know that I'm the best person to speak about these issues, so I put it off for a long time, kind of just feeling that way, thinking like, well, maybe I should leave it. I think there's a lot of value in looking back at it and talking about it. I'm just not sure it's like my voice that people should necessarily listen to, but I this is the only voice I have. It's the only POV that I have, so... And again, I, I do think it's important to talk about. So, I don't know. Apologies in advance, I guess, if I fuck up. I I never intend to. But, yeah, if I've said something insensitive or, I don't know, incorrect, just let me know. And I will apologize on a future episode because um, it's not live, which we already went over. So, here we are. I can't. My family can't stand my interracial lover, 1997. By lover, I guess they mean long-term partner. I wouldn't really... <laughs> They're all married. I wouldn't really... I guess. I mean, he is. It's just, you know, I've been with my husband in total for, what, like 11, 12 years or something. And I I refer to him as my partner or my husband. I, I, he, it's not that he's not my lover. It's just not... 
the way that I would refer to him. <laughs> so I feel like they were trying to make it kind of a saucy title to draw people in. I mean, it is what it is, I guess. It's fine. Lover, long-term partner, it's all the same. Oh, we're on Jenny's old set, but it's not the old, old set. It's like the middle set. I can see where her last version or like her, um, I don't know what we're going to call that. There's like the first Jenny set, which is kind of like the Maury set. I don't know how many sets there are total. These are, this is from what I've seen. <laughs> so there's like early 90s set, which is kind of, yeah, the Maury, Jerry Springer. I don't know. They all kind of looked the same. There was, there was a lot of like block colors. There's a lot of blues. Uh, there's a lot of text on the screen <laughs> in some, you know, 90s kind of fonts, as it were. And then the Jenny set that I remember, which was kind of, I guess, more what was on. I know for sure, I like grade six, seven. Um, yeah, grade six, seven, it was the newer set, which is all bells and whistles and stairs. And it has kind of like a weird not Ricky has kind of the Sesame street, New York set, but Jenny Jones and well, and Jerry has like the sewer, <laughs> like the sewer system set, I guess Jenny's somewhere in the middle. I don't know, but it's got like, it's a real gimmicky set that she ends up with, but this is right in the middle. I can see where the newer set is going to go. Like I can see the stairs on the side that are the same. I can see some of the things that are the same. The audience is, looks like it's in the same thing. Even the background is kind of like similar. We're moving away from block colors. We're moving into like translucent, <laughs> different effects, things like that. So that's kind of that's kind of fun. It's kind of a fun middle era. It's always good to see those because it's kind of like you can see where we were and you can see where we're going. <laughs> Jenny is dressed in full news anchor getup. I don't think she's quite transitioned or mm, yeah <laughs> it's uh it's definitely that middling thing I suppose she actually had it was really nice it was like this gray power suit and I thought it was great and it was really well tailored it was nicely structured it had shoulder pads the only thing that I found very strange kind of around the lapels there were some black accents which was fine they were just small line I don't know how they even were they just were kind of I don't know, extra lines near their lapels that were also black. Not also black, but that were black. But then there's this other black accent, which is, sits right on her hips, but they're triangle shapes pointing in. Now, I'm a lady, and I know the tricks of the fashion. Not, <laughs> I know some of the tricks of the fashion world. I can't say I know all of them. But I would love to put triangles pointing in at my waist because that would draw your eye in and make like it would give the illusion especially if it's black because then you're blacking out those triangles it gives you the illusion of having a teeny tiny little waist putting them on your hips kind of makes you look like you have a really big torso like it kind of it kind of dropped her hips down or it dropped her waistline down to her hips it didn't actually, but just visually, that's what happened. That was the effect. That was my only complaint about the outfit. And I don't, I didn't understand. Just again, as a woman, if someone presented me with this jacket, I would definitely tell them to redo it and put the triangles where they're supposed to be. Because I don't, I wouldn't, 
I mean, you, I don't know, you just can't cheat on your hips like that. Like they're kind of the biggest part of your body. I don't know if that's true, but I mean, they're bigger. Definitely. If you're a woman, anyway, she had this really floofy, like shorter haircut. I was going to call it a teacher haircut, but I, again, I think that's because I was a kid in the nineties. So it was the haircut that all the teachers had, but teachers really get that floof going. I don't know why it's, it's also in the news anchor theme. What I found interesting the most is that the bottom half of her head was like a darker brown color, and then the top part was blonde. Not just her bangs. At first I was like, oh, why are her bangs blonde? And then she turned and I was like, oh, it's her whole head. Like, <laughs> just cut it in half horizontally. The top part was blonde and the bottom part was dark. Choices. There's also, I want to point out in the audience, I see a lot of Michael Jordan era Chicago Bulls gear. I mean, they're in Chicago, so that makes sense. But that really took me back to 1997 as well. That was a moment for Chicago and for the world. Everyone who watched Michael Jordan, right? Up first, we come in hot, by the way. I, I'm not, I'm, our first guest, Pauline, uses a lot of language that is offensive she uses a lot of highly offensive language they bleep it out she comes in so hot though it's such a hot start but obviously I'm, i can't i'm not gonna do it <laughs> i'm gonna say the words that she said i mean they were bleeped but i know what she said um pauline is here with her daughter laura pauline disowned laura the minute she got married guess why yes Pauline and Laura, honestly, they look the same age to me. If they were sister, if they were up there as sisters, I wouldn't question that at all. Like I, I, I don't know if Pauline looks really young or Laura looks really old. I suppose it's, you know, probably something like a combination. Laura said Laura did say she was raised more by her grandma, so maybe Pauline. Well, and also, well, they're going to learn some things about Paulina. I have a feeling Pauline had Laura when she was pretty young, like maybe 15, 16, maybe 17. I don't think she waited all that long. So that's probably why they look so close. But their outfits are, you know, <laughs> was everything in the 90s horrible? Like if you walked down the street in 1997, did you just have to wear a blindfold like how did how did anyone ever think any of this looked good pauline is in i would call it like a classic white lady 90s outfit short almost like a mullet style haircut she's got a three-quarter length sleeve white sweater kind of that t-shirt i don't know sweater t-shirt not a sweater like a knit sweater but I guess that heavier 90s material. It's got a geometric pattern on it. Three buttons at the top, all buttoned up. Now, on top of this, or the pattern of the shirt, I guess, so it's all white, like a crisp white. I feel like we don't get whites like that anymore. Like, we don't bleach, I guess. It looked bleached. It looked crisp, white, bleached. Now, if you took a square... Like a big square and cut a hole in the middle of it and put the hole over her head 
and you put the square such that like the triangle was pointing down to her boobs that's what it looked like there, there was a triangle like half a diamond i guess down it didn't go to the back i just want to point out because it was the color scheme that really got me on this it's like though that i don't know that triangle i guess is like cut into five sections and if we go left to right that goes green red blue yellow green so i don't know it just, is it just me i it was asymmetrical like the colors were asymmetrical it just seemed like such a weird choice for the designer i guess it had should red pants and white kids like if i would put the outfit on someone who wasn't a monster i think it could have looked cute in a 90s kind of way i guess i just said everything in the 90s looked horrible so i guess i'm a hypocrite the hair was bad i mean it wasn't enough she didn't look good overall but i other than the weird asymmetrical color decision i can't comfort too much i guess laura has like wind tunnel hair hard wind tunnel hair like just <laughs> like she stuck her face right in, like in a hand dryer or something one of those really intense dyson dryers <laughs> just was like that's good it's bleach blonde hair but not in a good way i used to want bleach blonde hair this was like i don't know it just looked very bleached out she's got a big couch dress on it's like br the brown couch material in a vest cut i want to call it it's like cut down <laughs> like as if it's a vest but it's a dress like an open vest and then it's over a white collared shirt i didn't care for it i wouldn't ever be caught in it i'd wear pauline's outfit over laura's outfit but they i mean pauline sucks so i don't know i'd have to burn it first i guess Pauline is like fucking spitting mad. I already said that. She comes in so hot, viciously racist, so intense. <laughs> I don't know what she did before she came on set, but she is hyped up. Uh, she's just like, <laughs> oh, I don't like it. What are they good for? She didn't say they. What are they good for? What? They're useless. They don't work. Like, she's. <laughs> n-words fly it all over the place uh then she accuses black people of not being willing to work in a pie factory tasting pies for 15 dollars an hour she says they won't even work in a pie factory tasting pies for 15 dollars an hour she must have had it queued up because she said it twice like she didn't quite get it she kind of got drowned out the first time because the audience hates her by the way <laughs> so they yell over her a lot and laugh at her, which is correct. It just seemed like a really hyper-specific accusation to level at so many people. But that's racism for you. Laura is leaning her whole body as far away from her mom as physically possible without getting out of her chair. It's incredible. <laughs> She's like, they make... Well, Paul, they don't make a V because Pauline's not leaning away, but Laura's leaning as far away as she possibly can. Uh, Jenny pretty quickly shuts down Pauline just using the N-word. Like, it's literally every other word <laughs> for, like, for a hot minute. It's, uh, it's 
It's a lot. She she really gets them in in that first minute. And then Jenny's like, how about not that word? Like, that's, you know, that's offensive. Like, and she kind of, she's like, oh, do you say it to, like, your son-in-law's face? Like, but <laughs> she's like, no. I, or no, Laura's like, I don't think my mom has the guts to say it to his face. But Pauline's all fired up. And she's like, I'll say it to his face right now. <laughs> okay. Fuck. Just, she yells everything i'm really sorry if the audio on this is difficult to listen but too but she's just spitting venom and vitriol and racism out like bullets jenny kind of in a roundabout way like she's like okay like we get it like you we understand we hear you stop saying that please it's very offensive it's a very offensive word for a lot of people so you just 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 Nope, maybe we find a different word and you, we, we got it. We got it. We understand what you're saying. And Jenny's like, okay, so you don't, you don't like any black people. Is that right? Like what, why? What's the reason? And Pauline's like, because they can't read and write. And Pauline is shitting on black people's grammar which is funny because she sounds like she was raised in a trailer park. And I'm not even trying to be rude to trailer. I mean, when I say trailer park, I mean like trailer park boys trailer, like I, trailer park. I mean, I, it doesn't sound like she went to fucking Harvard. You know what I mean? Like, she is, I don't know. She's her grammar is not perfect. If you're going to come out here and shit on people's grammar, you better have good fucking grammar. Blah, 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 whoa, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, an audience member who is black stands up and Jenny asks him to confirm that he can, in fact, read, which he can. And he points out that when they both cut, he's like, Pauline, you and I both cut. He's kind of comes in compassionately. <laughs> I don't know if the audience has as much compassion by the end of the episode. <laughs> I feel like we change along the way, but he's like, when you cut your wrist and I cut my wrist, we both bleed the same color, red. And Pauline's like, wrong, 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 wrong. It's like, I don't think it is wrong. Like, I think that is correct. What's wrong? Like, what is, okay. I can't, I'm not going to spend too much time trying to make sense of Pauline because she's fucking out to lunch. Laura and her husband, Stacy, have been together almost six years. Uh, apparently, this is not the first black man that Laura's been with. Why isn't Laura also racist? Uh, she says she wasn't raised to be racist because, well, I don't know if it's here. She says she was raised by her grandma. Like, she's like, no, I wasn't racist or I wasn't raised that way. I was raised by my grandmother, not close to my mom. Uh, but, but Pauline's like, well, we didn't have to worry about that when you was going to school. <laughs> Again, it's just, it's, <laughs> oh, throw more stones from your glass house, Pauline. And a different audience member asks if Pauline loves her daughter. Laura's like, no, <laughs> but Pauline says that she does. And then the the audience person is like, so wouldn't you just want them to be happy then? Like, doesn't. But uh, again, uh, uh, everything in the 90s is just, even when you're right, it's like you're still a bit wrong. <laughs> I guess that's life before a hashtag me too and Black Lives Matter. But um, 
But what she says is like, she, you should just want her to be happy then. It doesn't matter if he's Japanese, yellow, purple. It shouldn't matter. It's like, oof. I really feel like there's probably a better way to put that. Like, maybe I wish we could have put more distance between Japanese and yellow. That's all. Now, Pauline starts out on these accusations that Stacy is beating Laura. And that is different. If Stacy beats Laura, that's not okay. That's not okay. But it's not about race, which Pauline doesn't seem to get straight. Or I don't know if it's like when she gets backed into a corner about like, well, why do you not like black people? Like, what is it? What is your reason? You can tell she's backed into a corner and then she starts with like, well, he beats her and he does this. And it's like, okay, but that's specific to this situation. And Stacy, maybe I love the name Stacy for a guy, by the way, I'm obsessed with it. Um, But yeah, it's different. (laughs) It's not about it's not about race then. That's just he could just be a shitty guy. Shitty guys come in every color that (laughs) I guarantee it. There's one thing I know, taxes, death, and shitty people <laughs> existing. <laughs> um, Stacy comes out. He's rocking a Ray Charles look uh, in a brown suit and sunglasses. The only thing I will say that I didn't like is um, he had these gray socks that were, I don't know if they were pulled up high or if the pants were short. I don't know what, I don't know. It just looked a little bit funny to wear gray it was like black shoes, gray socks, brown suit. I don't know. I'm not a guy. Maybe that's what you're supposed to do. But it looked really weird. He doesn't take his sunglasses off the whole time, which I I feel like people do that on these shows because they want to hide their identity. I don't really understand what Stacy had to gain by hiding his identity unless he was concerned about the accusations of domestic abuse. I... I guess I that means he must have known that it was going to come up. I don't know. Put a big question mark on that. Maybe he just likes sunglasses. If I if they if I had to go on one of these shows and they gave me the option of wearing reflective sunglasses, I absolutely would. So <laughs> who knows? Um he comes out and Stacy and Laura kiss and Pauline's like, "Get a life. Get a life." And not with my daughter. <laughs> just like, I feel it's like she must have understood halfway through what she was screaming, that it didn't make sense what she was screaming. So she tried to kind of circle it around. It's <laughs> like, yeah, that doesn't, doesn't, doesn't track Pauline. Pauline, by her own admission, has never given Stacy a chance. And she says she never will. And then she shouts a bunch of more accusations, the beating, cheating, not taking care of her. And Jenny, like, yeah, as, as I said, as anybody, uh, any reasonable person would say, I think, okay, well, if that's true, then that's bad. But a white guy could also do those things. It's not because of his race. <laughs> and, Everyone's applauding in the audience, and Pauline's like, no, no, no! Okay, like, yes, you can't just shout no. It's not an argument. Now, Jenny has to dig into these accusations. I mean, you have to. She's like, that's not right. Good. Like, Stacey, if you're doing that, that's not good. You can't do that. Um, First, I guess, kind of a little bit 
I don't know. They go back to the grandmother thing. Laura's like, I was raised by my grandmother. And Pauline's like, did she raise you to be with that bleep? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> Nobody does. Uh, and Jenny's like, da, da, da. We said we weren't going to use that word anymore. Thank you. It uh, comes out that Pauline has not yet said the N-word to Stacy's face. Uh, Stacy actually says that this is kind of the first time they've ever even really like spoken about it. And she then he says that she's only saying it because there's security around. She's a coward. Again, I don't know if that means like he would beat her or the audience or just he just assumes people in the audience would be so mad, <laughs> which is kind of true. Stacy doesn't really give a fuck how Pauline feels either way. It's kind of he you can tell like <laughs> he barely talks. He's on stage. He's kind of like him and Laura are both leaning away from Pauline. They're, I don't know, he just doesn't really say a lot. I don't feel, I feel like he knows that he doesn't need to because, and Laura, even at some point, she's like, my mom just embarrasses herself. Like, you don't have to help her. We don't have to help her. She's a monster all on her own and everyone can see it without us having to really, like, jump in. Uh, now we talk about Laura's kid, which is almost sad, but then... <laughs> I watched these episodes many times and the first time I was like I I misunderstood it and I thought it was sad and then when I understood I was like well this is just a weird thing to bring up so Laura I guess has two kids and she says her daughter has darker skin and her son is blonde with blue eyes but Pauline loves the daughter more than the son so is she even really racist <laughs> it's like the fuck point is that? Like, the first time I heard it, I thought she meant it the other way. Like, she was like, oh, my daughter has darker skin and my son is blonde and blue eyes, and so she'll only play with my son. But, like, she's like, it's kind of weird, though, for a racist that you only like the kid, like, the grandchild with darker skin. <laughs> like, Pauline's like, yeah, because I can't fucking stand my grandson. And I was like, okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know what... Any, I don't know what we were supposed to do with any of that whole exchange. An audience member, Jenny does have good timing on when to throw to an audience member to shake up the conversation when it's clearly convoluted or disjointed or just doesn't make sense. An audience member wants to know, did God put you specially on this earth to be judge and jury? What makes you so special to judge the next person? And Pauline's like, me? Because I'm not black. <laughs> the audience member's like, well, you ain't all that, okay? <laughs> Pauline shouts at her uh, to shut up, shut up, and insists that she is all that and a bag of potato chips because it's 1997. It was funny. Denny even laughed like it was the, de <laughs> it was the delivery. It was it being shouted from this gremlin mullet woman and a very bleached outfit. <laughs> Everyone's just like, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> A different audience person asks Pauline, what is her education? And Laura informs us that Pauline quit school in ninth grade and Pauline, it fucking shows. Like <laughs> it absolutely shows for someone to go up on stage and yell and scream that a group of people is uneducated and you quit school in the ninth grade so you don't so that if she quit school in the ninth grade that means she has an eighth grade education 
That's bold. That's bold accusations to be making. <laughs> Again, you're not swinging from a strong footing, I would say. If you know what I mean. Swinging a bat, I mean. Um, and now Pauline, for someone who, for someone who claims to hate, I don't know, maybe I'm misremembering it, but Pauline gets really head bob and sassy mad now, which not now, and now, I mean, it's like almost 30 years later. Um, but I, as, as in the 90s, I feel like that was more of like a black thing. Correct me if I'm wrong. But when it came out, it was like one of those things that black people did and they did it really cool. And then people like Pauline were like, I can bob my head and be sassy too. And I was like, no, you can't. You made it less cool. It's not cool now. Fuck. Like, um, <laughs> the heritage of my people. What can I say? I get it. Um, but she, it just, it's just surprising because she claims to hate black people so much that she would mimic them in that way. Um, so Laura says she quit school in the ninth grade and Pauline had Bob and Sassy goes, at least I got one. You can't people, you people can't even go. I went to the store and bought a loaf of bread. All y'all say is I got to the start and get back. <laughs> Um, no, I've never heard a black person sound like that. Maybe she knows, needs to go to Seth Meyers impersonation camp. I don't know. Uh, and she's like, you can't make a full sentence. Again, to throw all y'all <laughs> into a sentence shitting on people's grammar. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Pauline all... Oh, sorry. I don't want to miss... <laughs> I don't want to miss the setup for the job. Um... The audience member is like laughing. She's like, okay, you need to go back to school or something because your thinking ain't right. And Pauline's like, my thinking is quite right. Whites belong with whites. Blacks belong with blacks. They don't need to be together. And I'll tell you why. When they started integrating, that was when your, that's when your problems started. Integrating. Integrating. Perfect. Um... What is that then? Like the sixties? What about Vietnam? Like do you, do you think that was the only thing going on at that time that might have like shifted society or like shifted the culture? I mean not saying that integration didn't shift the culture. I'm just saying like I don't know. It just there were problems then too. Like I don't know. There's always problems. They're different problems, but I—that's when no, no, Pauline. That's when your problems started. That's when a lot of other problems ended because segregation was bad. Like segregation was a problem for people, and if we go back farther than that, slavery was a problem for people. So I would say that uh, integration is actually the point where a lot of problems ended. But I guess if you're Pauline, maybe you don't have that perspective. Jenny asks a question, but Pauline just shouts over it <laughs> to say that Laura knew how she felt and she has ripped Pauline's family apart. She destroyed my family. And Jenny's like, <laughs> I gotta give Jenny full props on this. Full props. Jenny's like, she's very quick. She's like, no, you destroyed your family with your racism, you fucking loser. <laughs> she's like, she didn't say fucking loser, but she 
basically may as well have. She <laughs> she was like, no, this is you. Uh, Laura, well, yeah, they don't. Uh, Laura and Stacy just sitting there, being the good guys, letting her act a fool. Probably hoping that they won't even have to be in the same frame, like in the same shot as Pauline. I think that's how Stacy for sure looks like he's trying to lean his body out of the frame. Laura actually does get a bit heated, though, here for just a second. And she agrees with Jenny that Pauline ripped their family apart. But she says that, it, that she ripped her family apart when Pauline walked out on Laura's father for another man. Ooh. Pauline sucks in many ways. <laughs> Shocker. Uh, Pauline gets even more mad. You didn't think there was a level above 10, but Pauline kicks it fully into 11. I have no idea what she's trying to say, but she ends up hitting Laura on the shoulder with a pretty firm hand. Like, not like a playful, oh, stop. Like, she smacks her with the back of her hand, and her hand looks stiff. And there's a full audience there. It really makes you wonder what Pauline does in private. An audience member... <laughs> she <laughs> Her look... <laughs> I don't know... Um, she was black. She, when I say that, it's because it's usually relevant to what's going to come next. Please know that. I don't, I don't care. I feel like I don't, I haven't really made a note of it unless it comes up as relevant. And in this episode, it's pretty much always relevant because Pauline, uh, reacts differently. I would say to black audience members than she does white ones or any other color really. Well, uh, you know what? I feel like there was one Asian guy in the audience and we didn't address that at all. And I don't, I think that, I don't think I saw any other people of color in the audience. I could be wrong, but if if we were only, (laughs) Jenny's got to keep us on track. It's only an hour long show. So (laughs) anyway, Um, this lady in particular has a weird, crazy outfit. It's this weird pattern blouse with a denim jacket and like really short, kind of like slicked down hair. And then the cherry on the top are these glasses that look like they might be taped together in the middle. (laughs) And the way, (laughs) you know what it was? she's, She's got kind of a Napoleon Dynamite effect. The, she, I think it's because the glasses don't help. The way she holds her mouth doesn't help because it's kind of open. It's kind of like when it's kind of slack, like her, her jaw's kind of slacked and her mouth is just open, kind of how Napoleon Dynamite like hangs there, right? And then her posture, I think as well, is what's playing into the Napoleon Dynamite of it because she's kind of like standing very straight up, but with her chin back and then her mouth kind of open. It, it was specific it really i've never seen a black woman give me such strong napoleon dynamite vibes and i don't know if i ever will again uh (laughs) not just that but in the most perfect like i don't know the most perfect napoleon dynamite level insult she's like i just want to say first of all if she a bag of chips it must be a bag of funions because you stink (laughs) like chef's kiss to that uh every single person like laura stacy jenny jones 
the full audience, every single person nearly pisses themselves laughing so hard. <laughs> it was such a great line with amazing, amazing delivery. I wonder if, oh, I have no idea what the actor, John something or other, who played Napoleon Dynamite and basically nothing else. I wonder if he was in the audience <laughs> or saw this and took it home and made Napoleon Dynamite. It was real. Uh, it was a, It was a real moment. Pauline, you know, I thought a hotel would be quieter <laughs> to uh, to podcast from, but I can tell I have a neighbor. <laughs> I heard their car beep, and I can hear them go in their room. It's fine. I hope they can't hear me. They must think I'm crazy in here talking to myself. Oh, well. Um, so everyone, when they recover from the best joke <laughs> of 1997, possibly, um, Pauline also takes time to absorb it. Like, she absorbs this for about three or four seconds and then she starts firing on all cylinders again she's like at least i can afford a bag of chips can you can you she's got her head bobbing around at least i can get a job and buy a bag of potato chips can you (laughs) yeah pauline I'm pretty sure that in 1997, I could go out on the street and just collect enough change to buy a bag of Funyuns. I, how much could, the, what does it cost, Michael, $10? No, <laughs> I feel like a bag of Funyuns costs like, I don't know, what, $4 now? $2? You don't need a job to afford a bag of Funyuns, first of all. Pauline. Uh, but obviously she wouldn't know that because Laura tells us that Pauline doesn't even have a fucking job, which again, a lot of stones from a real fragile glass house. <laughs> Pauline, I guess, counters? <laughs> question mark? With, I have a husband that supports me. And then Laura's like, you left your husband last week. Pauline's like, oh, please, your husband doesn't even work. It's like, neither do you, Pauline, you fucking jackass. Like, oh, what a weird... And then, anyway, Laura's like... Laura Laura says, I don't know where to work, but she's like, he does. And Pauline's like, he doesn't. And she's like, he does. I... They go back and forth, and then Laura's like, he does, actually. He got a job at the milk company downtown. I think she said milk company. The first time I thought she said milk company. I don't know what milk company would be downtown. The second time I thought she said remote company. I don't know. Some kind of company downtown he's working for. So he's got a job. Pauline doesn't believe it, but Stacy's like, <laughs> Laura's like, no, you, he has a job. You have a job. And he's like, yes, I have a job. That is correct. <laughs> That's pretty much the last we hear out of Stacey. Jenny sets up again that Pauline doesn't like all black people because she's like, she's like, so you don't like black people, all of them, because none of them have jobs and they're all illiterate. <laughs> Pauline's like, yes. And then some, for a second, I wish she hadn't because I know I well, because with the privilege of hindsight, because I watched the whole episode, I know where Jenny's trying to go with that. But for some reason, Laura gets in her own way and tries to sidetrack it. I don't know why. About her mom being in North Carolina, and that's not where Laura lives. And her mom left her husband a week ago. And now Pauline blames Laura for the breakup. And 
<laughs> Jenny's like, like none of that is relevant. I'm really sorry, Laura. I feel like Laura wanted to come and hash out some problems with her mom. But that's not the episode. The episode is not mother-daughter relationships. The episode is racist assholes. So we have to kind of stick to just talking about how Pauline is a racist asshole. Although, seems like her relationship with Laura is fraught with discord. Anyways, Jenny gets us back to her point. <laughs> she goes back to black female Napoleon Dynamite, who tells us that she has two jobs. And Jenny's like, there, see, you said none of them have jobs. This lady has two jobs. What do you want to say to her? <laughs> of course, Pauline can't admit she's wrong. So she's like, what does she do? What do you do? And Black female Napoleon Dynamite says, for both of my jobs, I have to read verbatim and my comprehension is very well. Okay. I am a very educated black woman. I'm proud to be. And I'm really proud for you too. I just really wish we could have cleaned up some of the grammar just within that one sentence in this moment specifically I don't care like any everybody talk however you want I could give a fuck but in the same way that I'm like Pauline don't come for people's grammar with bad grammar um audience member don't defend your grammar with bad grammar <laughs> just everybody nobody could talk about it that'd be cool or we you know mm, you understand what I'm saying you're still right. She's still right. I just feel like her point would have hit a little bit harder if if the grammar would have been 100% correct. Pauline, for some reason, she's like, no, you're not. You're no more educated than the man in the moon. Please. Um, Pauline has pointy teeth. I, I think that's what's what made her I mean the racism makes her the most ugly being an asshole to her daughter makes her the second ugly but um her she like you know in Sleepy Hollow <laughs> where is it Christopher Walken in Sleepy Hollow I just he says her teeth looked very pointy and sharp and kind of maybe like there's a little bit of space between each one they didn't look good I I think she has dentures based on some stuff she's gonna say later I think they were cheap dentures because they didn't look good. Laura says that her mother is an embarrassment, which is true. And then Jenny cuts to commercial. Uh, when we come back, we talk to an audience member who right away, like as soon as Pauline started throwing out the N-word, this was the first guy in the audience that they showed. He's a big guy. He's a really big guy. He's wearing a chain. Um, I don't know... I, oh, I got <laughs> traumatized when I was a young child in a way that makes me not want to point this out. I don't know if he had a... Hmm, no, that's not a lazy eye. One of his eyes was more droopy than the other eye. Um, so he's like, hey, you say your husband left her last week? She want a black guy. So you need just saw she want. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm saying. Uh, you need to quit friend, quit hating. Get with a black guy. <laughs> he sounded, considering like, and maybe that, you know what? That's probably my own prejudice coming through. When they first showed him, I mean, he was obviously very mad. This woman was fucking spitting N words and fire all over the stage. And like, and they knew what they were doing. I think the Jenny Jones show, and they put the camera right on this guy's face. And he looked like he was about to rip her head off. Like, he looked mad and angry and dangerous to me. 
But as soon as he started talking, I was like, oh, you're funny. Like, you're nice. Like, I don't think he didn't even sound really all that mad. He just sounded like, oh, she's a bitch. Like, you're an idiot. But he didn't he didn't he wasn't aggressive at all. Um, So there you go. That shows me. I'm sorry. I apologize to this guy for making an assumption um, based on his look. Again, I think it's kind of shitty of the Jetty Jones show to do that. I feel like they also knew what they were doing, but I apologize for, I don't know. I'll try to be better. Um, Pauline's obvious. What do you think? Pauline screams, no way, no way. I'll tell you something that the first time he put his hands on her, that, oh, sorry. I got confused with my point of view in there. Um, she says that the first time he put her his hands on her, she'd, quote, crown him. I don't know. She obviously meant beat him from the context, from our context clues. Crown him. All right. An audience member is like, well, if Stacy was white and he beat her, would that be okay? And Pauline's like, if you're a mother, you don't know, you don't want to see your kid hurt. Um, she makes these allegations again against Stacy. Laura says, like, honestly, <laughs> um, that they've had their confrontations, but that's their business. And Pauline's like, then keep it there. Don't call, call don't go calling your grandma. Uh, Jen really drives home that black or white or whatever, it's not okay. And <laughs> Laura's like, don't defend it. Like, it's not okay of him to hit you if he hit you. She's suspicious that Stacy has hit Laura. And it kind of sounds like, I mean, they could have just come out and lied, honestly. But they didn't because they have integrity, which is good. I mean, that's good. What do you want? Um, they work through it. Stacy's like, well, like, we've had problems, but we've been to counseling. Like, we... I think Laura says we just finished counseling for that. I was like, I didn't realize counseling was like, had an end date, but sure. I am not, I'm not, I haven't been. So maybe it does. Maybe if you go for a specific issue or something like that, but anyway, they worked on it. I'll tell you one fucking thing. Um, as far as watching this episode, I saw Pauline hit Laura twice and I didn't see Stacy hit her at all. So, um, more context clues. Maybe I think like, I think if Pauline is hitting Laura and, I don't know, maybe Laura put her hands on him and he put, I don't know, I have no idea, I guess I can't, I'm not, I don't want to hear it sit here and defend it again, if Stacy put his hands on her, that's not good, but if they say that they've worked it out and they've worked through it, like, it's not a deal breaker for everyone, and you can work through it, so, I don't know, I have to trust that they did it, and again, it's not really what we're here to talk about, so, that's a different, that's I hate my son-in-law, we did that episode before on Ricky Lake, <laughs> I, I mean, I have, I'm sure other, I'm sure that, I mean, God, there must be, like, 8,000 episodes, like, of, uh, from the 90s of these talk shows and stuff, they were, there were so many, and they were on every single day, um, no, what we're here to talk about is just, again, we gotta stick to the racism, um, an audience in, H2T. Is that how we say it? Is it H2 toe? H2 toe. I didn't know. I was like, what did Tyra Banks say? H2 toe or H2T? Someone tell me. Uh, she's had to toe Pepto Bismol pink. <laughs> Bold. It's like a kind of like a polo outfit, I want to say. Uh, she says, she had a really pretty face, so I will say that. So she's white, and she says that 
like she's like I understand you because I'm engaged to a black guy um but my mom is like accepting of it and her like and our kid um though like the way she says it kind of makes it sound like her mom had to change her mind but if she did then that's great um Jenny just like flips right into interrogating Pauline about her racism (laughs) he's like so it wouldn't matter if he treats her good or not like you just hate him because he's black and Laura starts accusing Pauline of calling DCS on her. Again, I feel like Laura needs to say less. I don't know if she needs to say less. I just feel like maybe we could bring this out of therapy. <laughs> like, I don't, we don't have enough time to cover mother-daughter relationships. I hate my son-in-law. And also the, the horrible racism. You know, we only have so much time in the day. <laughs> or at least in an hour. So... I think what happened, well, I don't know what happened, obviously. I don't know. Laura says that Pauline called DCSS on her and lied to them about her abusing her kids. And she's like, even the daughter, the dark-skinned daughter that she didn't understand why her mom liked, (laughs) I guess. Um, She's like, even she hates you now. And Pauline's like, no, no, bring that child out right now. Let's find out. And I was like, thank fucking God we don't, because I don't need to drag any children onto the stage right now. That would make me feel worse about the situation. An audience member who I think is maybe from the 70s, he's got a weird look. He's got a vest over like a denim shirt and these big glasses and kind of frizzy sort of hair he keeps looking at the camera like he's jimmy fallon he says i don't think racism is natural i'd like to know how and who taught pauline to be so stupid (laughs) pauline pauline insists that she is not stupid and she can see with her eyes and that's not the same Uh, (laughs) it's not a defense of being stupid And the audience member is like, oh, I missed this. An audience member (laughs) responds. Remember at the beginning when I said Pauline came out full fire with all the N-words? What kind of got drummed out in that is maybe the first two words. Because she's like, (laughs) Jenny's like, here's Pauline. Pauline disowned her daughter the moment that she got married. And (laughs) she's like, why do you hate black people, Pauline? And Pauline's like, Listen, Liza, I'll tell you about <laughs> Jenna's or Jenna. Jenny's like, did you just call me Liza? <laughs> like, she's like, oh, Jenny, like, I don't know. it's kind of a stupid fuck up. But anyway, I forgot to mention. But luckily, this audience member is here to remind me because it was very funny. Um, <laughs> so they call her stupid. And Pauline's like, I'm not stupid. I can see with my eyes. <laughs> okay. You could both of those could be true. And then the guy stands back up to be like, you can't even fucking get Jenny's name right. You call her Lisa. And she's up there saying other people can't read or write. It's on the fucking wall, bitch. (laughs) It's right behind you. You're stupid. You're ignorant. Shut up. (laughs) I I love that. I love that for you. I love that somebody got to go to this racist woman and scream, you're stupid. You're ignorant. Shut up. Bam! Andrea Degassi over here. Pauline still says she's not stupid and refuses to shut up. Laura says that Pauline is the only family member that she has problems with. 
Colleen says her other daughter called her and said she has to go buy them groceries. This, I think, I think, <laughs> this is one thing where I was like, I feel like I see what happened. Laura's other sister, we're going to meet her, Tara, 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 Tara. Um, she, I guess she was on the phone with Laura and Laura's kids were in the back, like she, Hmm. Tara overheard in the background Laura's kids being like, I'm hungry. So then what did Tara do? She called her mom. She called up Pauline. Why wouldn't you? And was like, you have to go help those kids. They're starving. <laughs> Not the same. As someone with a child, like my kid probably tells me he's hungry, I don't know, 42 times a day. He's not starving. The kids are always hungry. It's just like, it doesn't mean I'm hungry and I've been hungry for a week. Saying you're hungry when you're a kid means I'm hungry in this moment specifically. And if she's on the phone, then she was probably, if I was me, I would have been like, okay, well, wait a second because I'm on the phone and then I'll help you out with some food in a minute. Nobody starves to death in a minute, right? Um, But Pauline, anyway, Pauline took this as a big sign of abuse. Uh, here comes the sister Tara, uh, who also thinks desegregation was a, quote, bad mistake. Like, as opposed to a good mistake, I guess. <laughs> Tara Tara doesn't believe in interracial marriages, but says she's not as eccentric as her mother. I suppose by eccentric she means unhinged. Tara's in a weird brown button-up collared shirt with white pants. It's like kind of a tunic. Uh, Tara doesn't like Stacy, and she thinks he knows it. Uh, she says it's because he mistreats her sister and their kids. And she says, I think I relate a lot of how he treats her to his color. There's like a moment of silence. And then Pauline starts clapping aggressively. And she's like, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Tara says Tara, Pauline probably doesn't shut up through this whole even when it's even there are other stories coming I have no idea how long I've been talking for probably already an hour there are other stories coming up um, but Pauline will not stop talking through any of it um, Tara says that she's never known any good black men okay it's not doesn't mean that they don't exist <laughs> audience member who's like a he's kind of cute he was like a younger skinnier black guy in a nautica t-shirt um he's like pauline and tara and pauline's like it's tara he's like whatever you don't like <laughs> i wish <laughs> i wish you could hear how back-to-back -back it was he's like pauline and tara it's tara whatever you came on <laughs> he's just like blows right past it he's just like i Barely remember your name in the first place. And honestly, I swear to you, he says Tara, and she's like, it's Tara. <laughs> she's like, okay. Um, sure, whatever. You came on the Jenny Jones show a little bit too hyper. You should have taken a Valium or something. If you think we should be separated so much, you should just, no, I'm saying, you should just get your money for your trainers. Just go to Europe or something, no, I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if, like, I don't know if su suggesting or like pushing drugs on Pauline is going to help the situation in this case, but I definitely understood the joke. The problem is I don't think Pauline or people on Pauline's side are going to understand the joke. Again, this is something where I'm like, I'm 
You can say that. I think that's a funny joke, and I think it's absolutely true. She should have taken about four Valium. <laughs> that would have helped a lot. But uh, just as far as how she's coming across. But I don't know if I don't know if this is a productive place to put that advice <laughs> or that joke. Is all I'm saying. Pauline uh, says there's black people there too in Europe. You know. And she won't be happy unless it's completely white, but she hasn't found that world yet. And guess what, Pauline? It you won't, because it doesn't exist. So I guess that's why she's so angry. Makes sense. And a different audience person says that they don't understand why Laura lets her kids be around this woman. And they say that Pauline is an embarrassment to her race, which is correct, on behalf of, I guess, white people. True. Uh, Laura says she doesn't let her kids. She's like, I do not let my kids around her. She says that Pauline uses the N word in front of her daughter, even though she's told her time and time again, not to use that word. And I was like, I feel like if you, if you have to tell someone that I feel like mm, twice max is how many times we tell that. And then we just stop the communication. <laughs> like you get two chances at most if, if, if it, no, <laughs> no, to max, max. An audience member who looks like an art teacher says that she doesn't think there's any point talking to Pauline at all because if she would say shit like that in front of innocent children, then that just shows that she's not mature at all. And guess what? Pauline argues with that. Jenny agrees that like, she's like, you know, I try to do this show. We try to, you know, hopefully change people's mind and have an impact on the world. But I just don't think we can help Pauline. I think she's a fucking lost cause. And then Pauline, who even cares? Pauline goes on some long rant about who Laura calls or doesn't call and tell her problems to. Laura says she doesn't have Pauline's number. Like, she's like, I don't even have her number. <laughs> They're like, really? And she's like, yeah, I don't want anything to fucking do with her because I don't think she's stable. <laughs> and I was like, true. Like, again, beyond the racism, also don't let people who are very unhinged like this near your children, racist or not. Also a good decision from Laura and Stacy. We get a new accusation about Laura stealing, like stealing for Stacy. It's stupid. It's all stupid accusations. An audience member who is like Lydia from Beetlejuice. She's dressed like Lydia from Beetlejuice. Very cute. Tells Pauline to cut the cord. And she's like, I have a three-year-old, so I know all about letting go of your kids. I was like, you fucking don't. But it's cute that you think that. Uh, she calls Pauline out for putting her hands up aggressively at and even hitting Laura. And she's like, I saw you hit her. That's shitty. You're a bad mom. Don't do that. Jenny Jones now goes into, like, this whole setup. And she's like, well, Pauline, you know, if you want to be a true racist, are we helping Pauline become a true racist? Do we need that? Anyway, I it's the point. I guess she was trying. It's just a weird way to put it. Um, so if you want to be a real racist, then you should actually just stop using all the things invented by black people, right? Like, do you want the list? And Pauline's like, yes, yes. I don't even think Pauline knows what's going on right now. I think she's probably in some kind of like hyped up fugue state. <laughs> um, so Jenny Jones, I swear to you, the first thing she says is the last cage. The last, a last, I don't know, the last cage. It must be a last, I must have misheard elastic something. 
a last, I don't know. Uh, the ironing board, the refrigerator, the baby carriage, the shoemaking machines, the traffic signal, the incandescent light bulb, the folding bed, the mailbox, air conditioning, elevator. You want me to go on? Okay, I have some things. <laughs> Listen, again. Again. You're right, like, or, well, you're not right, but, like, I understand the point that you're trying to make, and I'm not against it at all. It's just, people do this, too, with, like, I went, I did engineering school, and people are like, look at all these things invented by women, and sometimes you look at the list, and you're like, okay, well, I remember one of them was, like, the Wonder Bra, and it was like, well, yeah, I mean, bras existed already, though, right? So, like, okay, I guess, I mean... That's one where I'm like, as a woman, I don't know if I'm taking full credit for the Wonder Bra. Um, and again, I th- I think, I really believe in my heart that black people have made unlimited, like countless, countless contributions to society and technology and the world, art, music, like everything. I'm not, I'm not for one minute saying that their contributions are negligible. I am not. But when I look at this list, it's not a strong case necessarily. I think the refrigerator, when we put refrigerator and air conditioning on the same list like this, like that's the same thing, actually. It's like, it's just a compressor, right? It's just kind of, you know, maybe different well, I'm not going to get into PV equals NRT, but I mean, there's different parameters and stuff that one makes it an air conditioner and one makes it a refrigerator, but they both make things cold and they both use a compressor to do that. So that right away, I was like, maybe a black person invented the compressor. That's amazing. Like, let's say compressor. (laughs) That is very valuable. I just, I don't know if we like split it onto two things. Maybe I'm again, I'm I didn't look up any of this. I thought about looking up every single one of these items and like fact checking it, but I assume Jenny fact checked. Um while I'm on the case though, I don't know um I thought Thomas Edison invented the light bulb, but I guess it wasn't I guess it wasn't the incandescent light bulb. I kind of thought it was, but whatever um take it I guess again I'm not going to do the research to back it up so have it um I the one that really got me though was the mailbox because you know some inventions like the compressor um or like reverse osmosis or something like that's that was hard like somebody had somebody had to really work on that I feel like mailboxes were probably inevitable like as soon as there was mail and they needed places to put the mail. A box kind of seems like the most obvious thing. Unless they mean the little flag that you put up so you know when there's mail in it. I don't know. I, I just, okay, for me, I think that there's bigger contributions we could have listed than the mailbox. I feel like the mailbox just could have just happened. <laughs> like if it wouldn't have been invented by the person that invented it, it would have been invented the next day by somebody else because there was a real need for it. Whatever. Pauline is confused like she's like what is this list what does this have to do with anything and then it like kind of clicks again I think she's in fugue states which is not processing like on demand um it kind of clicks but then she's like no I don't believe it (laughs) Jenny like you don't 
Okay, I just said it. I don't believe I, I believe it though. I believe there's something that probably backs up all of those items. I feel like it could have been a better list, that's all. But Pauline just straight up doesn't believe it. Jenny Jones is like open heart surgery if you need that. Uh, what does she say? Like corn harvesting? Again, corn harvesting I put in the category of mailboxes where like we weren't going to let it rot in the field. Like <laughs> I feel like that was, again, that was kind of an inevitable type of invention, not an innovative invention. But I mean, I don't know. It's got to happen. It's going to happen, I guess. Um, but, but because of that, Jenny's like, corn harvesting so you won't you won't eat corn anymore then <laughs> Pauline's like no worries I don't even eat corn <laughs> nailed it Laura's like you do eat corn a corn on the cob and then Pauline says no how could I even do that without no teeth without no teeth that's Pauline great um and that's why I think she has terrible dentures that are too pointy Stacy. I don't know why. Just sometimes I look up and I was like, Stacey's really giving me a DJ Jazzy Jeff kind of vibe. Just, I, I don't know if it's the glasses. It's like he's just kind of like, it might be how he's sitting. Again, he's sitting like at such a weird diagonal because he's trying to be physically as far away from Pauline as possible. Um, so he's kind of, I don't know, splayed, I guess. Like, and he's got the glasses. He definitely has a DJ Jazzy Jeff haircut. And then he's got this suit on. I don't know. I just looked up and I was like, oh, DJ Jazzy Jeff is here. That's fun. Pauline says she did know about the open heart surgery, though, because she has an eighth grade education. So they must have covered that in seventh grade. We get a commercial and we get just one random fact, I guess, as we go out. There are 1.4 million interracial marriages in the U.S. And the source on that is Interrace Magazine, 1996. Well, I guess they'd fucking know. Up next, Mark and Brenda. Mark has a real specific... I don't know if it's an accent. He has a really deep voice, which I don't. So I already know I'm going to have trouble <laughs> giving you Mark. Um, he's got a really deep voice. He's kind of giving me Uncle Rico vibes. Not the shirt, though. It's kind of a reindeer sweater. The sweater fit him well. It was weird... I don't, I don't know if it was winter. I, I guess it, it was fine. It just, it actually fit him well. <laughs> it looked nice. Um, Brenda's in like a prairie dress in that like '90s watercolor pattern that was very popular, I believe, on the backdrops of school photos, as I recall. It looked a lot like that. We're kind of a. I want to say a Golden Girls kind of watercolor floral kind of situation. You know what I mean. But it's a real prairie dress of a, of a dress. Mark doesn't deny that he's racist at all. He says, like, Jenny's like, have you always disliked black people? And Mark's like, I haven't always disliked black. Well, he says blacks, but um, I haven't always disliked black people, but I've always disliked interracial marriages. Uh, Brenda is Mark's sister, and she is married to a black man. There's an audience member clapping loudly in agreement with Mark. I guess she didn't agree with Pauline and her vicious racism, but she is, like, clapping the most, and she's the only one, so it's very noticeable. 
Um, and just for Mark. So Jenny seeks her out. Cause she's like, who's clapping? Who agrees? <laughs> I want to talk to you. Um, oh, I've written it's 90s Fiona. I went to school with someone named Fiona. And this was basically her. But you guys don't know Fiona, so that doesn't really help you. I don't know. She looked real 90s. Like, she she was another, like, if she would have, she, like, she could have been cast in Napoleon Dynamite, I think, and that would have tracked. Not that she was Napoleon Dynamite, but she, I, almost in a weird way where it was, like, she was giving me really hard 80s. Dork. But this was the 90s, so it was, it was, like, it looked outdated even just relative to the also outdated outfits around her. <laughs> it was look. Um, she's very tiny. She says that she doesn't agree. She ta- I'm glad she talks a lot because... <laughs> what a strange halfway opinion. She says, I don't agree with interracial marriage, but I want to tell Pauline that God made blacks and whites, even though we're not intended to marry, and there is not anyone any smarter or dumber than I am just because of their color. Which gets kind of mixed applause because it's like, that's good. The first part wasn't good. The second part is good, I guess. Um, Pauline is like nodding along, but the woman is not really agreeing with her. (laughs) She's saying that she's wrong. Again, I don't know how much of what's happening Pauline is really like taking in. Uh, So she's kind of nodding along, even though the woman is kind of saying... It kind of gets to a place where she's saying that she's, like, hurting her kids and her grandkids. And then she goes on to say that she has kids who are younger. um, But if at any point they bring home, quote, someone I don't like, uh, then that's tough for me. And I'm just going to have to learn to accept them, whoever they are. Which gets more applause. I, I feel like you're almost there. Like, at that point... At that point, Fiona, you're so close to being not racist. Would you mind just taking the extra steps? Like, if, if you're like, I I don't believe in interracial marriage, but my if my kids go for it, I'll just have to learn to accept it. Okay, could you skip that step? And you could just learn to accept it anyway? That'd be pretty cool. Like, I don't know. I don't know why you're like, well, I I, I'll, I have the capacity to accept it. I just won't unless I'm forced to. Sure. Um, they She does kind of get applause. There are a couple times, though, where she is very clearly the only person clapping. Mostly when Mar- or Mark's talking. I've already forgotten his name, Mark. Mike, yeah, Mark. Mark's and Mike's. I can't. I can't. Uh, Jenny clarifies that Mark doesn't like black people, though. Like, she's like, okay, that's an opinion. That's okay. Like, you're on your way. Great. But, like, Mark just doesn't like black people, right? Mark has this whole... I Okay, I think he's... I don't know. What's weird is that he looks a lot like my friend's dad. And guess what? That was also in the 90s. So I was like, well, it must have been a look, I guess. He's very, very tanned. He has, like, a dark mustache. Uh, it's just the way he talks. It's so... It's so... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, he's, like... I'll do my best. He's, like, you know... some. It's not that I don't like black people. It's just, you know, sometimes you're having a barbecue. You got 10 or 15 people there. And then your sister's boyfriend comes over playing 
his music on a shitty boombox, and I'm like, why do you gotta be shoving it up my ass? <laughs> what? Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Mark really seems to have an issue mostly with hip-hop, I think. Brenda says that they were brought up racist, and when she was brought up, she was told not to associate with black people, um, but then she met her husband, and she was like, there's just no color to it. Like, I just, it didn't matter. Like, I just, I met him, and I fell in love with him, and it just didn't matter. Like, which is great. I think that's great. Jenny asks, like, oh, what was Mark's reaction, like, when he found out that you were with a black guy? And Mark's like, oh, I was right. Yeah, we got into one hell of an argument. Brenda says that none of their family came to their wedding, only her grandmother who married them. And audience member stands up and he's like, what color is you? Look at your color. You brown. And I was like, yeah, it's true. Mark is so tan. Like He must spend 20 hours a day in the sun or in a tanning bed. He is incredibly dark for a white guy pauline starts like making fun of how he said it i guess she's like oh what colors you what colors you and i'm like that is literally the same level of grammar that you are operating on pauline you need to stop because i can't keep dragging you for the same thing it's probably getting boring for the people that are listening how dare pauline not think about my podcast when she's spitting a racism all over the place uh, Jenny asks Mark to confirm that he does, in fact, suntan. Uh, he confirms that he does. And he's, she's like, so why would you want to look more like the people that you hate? <laughs> Mark's answer, I don't think we ought to mix marriages and have mixed children and stuff. Uh, Pauline says, yeah, the kids pay for it. Brenda, for some reason, has brought a little piece of... For no reason. I don't know why. <laughs> Brenda has brought a little piece of paper that she wants Mark to read for us, which he does in the weirdest possible tone of voice. Like, he's reading Ikea instructions. <laughs> or maybe he's Joe Biden. I don't know. <laughs> Somewhere in in there. He's like, it says, uh, speech is a mirror of the soul. As a man speaks, so he is. And then he hands the paper back to Brenda. Thanks, Brenda. That was a good quote. I don't know why you needed Mark to read it. Brenda's been married just over a year. Jenny asks about their kids. Mark's like, well, luckily, Brenda can't have kids, so that's not it. And Brenda's like, no, no, I'm having the surgery. I'm having more kids. <laughs> so I guess she must have had her tubes tied. Um, she says there will be more kids. And Mark's like, oh, oh, he's so pissed. Uh, we go to a commercial in which we get a promo for Maury Povich. Why wouldn't I tell you about the commercials since we're already like so far deep into this podcast? Um, we get a, a promo for Maury Povich, which always really fascinates me because the Maury Povich episodes are so hard to find. But I know that we weren't always doing paternity tests or even, I mean, there was even a time before like out of control kids or out of or overweight kids, or I guess, I'm, I don't know what we call it, but they used to have the, like, I don't know what even to call it, unusual bodies shows. <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
but then I'm like, well, what did he fill it up with? Like back before all that, you know what I mean? What what was the Maury Povich show about? On the episode that they're promoting here, they have children who were on Kids Say the Darndest Things show in like, it must have been the 60s. Where are they now? Do they still think that skunk heaven is stinky? <laughs> Do they still think that the perfect woman is 24, 36, 24? No, probably not. I'm not going to watch. I mean, well, I couldn't. I would love to actually recap that, but well, I don't know if I would. That sounds really stupid, but I don't know. Anyway, I'd love to get other episodes from that era is what I'm saying. Anyway, here comes Vince. Brenda's husband. Vince has a button-up short sleeve shirt. It's got one of those weird 90s patterns, kind of like a tribalish pattern in a grid sort of thing. It's tucked in. Vince is basically the same color as Mark. <laughs> and we learn later that he's actually um, half Jewish. I wonder how Mark feels about Jewish people. I feel like it's not going to be favorable. Who knows? But anyway, he is lighter skinned and Vince, or sorry, not Vince. Vince is lighter skinned. Uh, Mark is so fucking dark. <laughs> Jenny Jones puts up a side by side and I'm so glad she did because they are literally the same color skin. Mark pivots away from, Mark doesn't seem to want to talk about his sun tanning at all. He keeps pivoting away from it every time it comes up. And he starts bringing up the children, and he's like, why would you want the children to suffer like that? And I was like, what? Like, for being mixed? Like, what? <laughs> I don't know. Um, because the child is going to, and why would you want to teach a child to keep this tradition going on? I don't know, Mark. Why would you want to teach a child to keep traditional racism going on? Seems like they're both the same question. Jenny goes to her audience to find, and she's like, is anybody mixed race? Is anybody mixed race? She finds the art teacher from before. I remember her. And honestly, I wouldn't have guessed that at all, because she's actually pretty pasty. She um, says that she's never suffered for it, but she does suffer from assholes like Mark and Pauline, which is kind of suffering for it, I guess. I just, I, I think that her point was like, no, like, I'm fine. My life is fine. Sometimes assholes are assholes, and that's shitty. But, that, again, that could happen to anyone for a variety of reasons. Uh, Mark is pointing at her, but, like, he's got, I guess, like, gun finger, like, L finger pointing at her. Um, starts complaining about Vince coming over and putting on, I guess, hip-hop? He calls it N-word music. And then he's like, stop putting that N-word music on. And then they're like, don't say that. Vince is here. And he's like, I'm in my own house. <laughs> like, Jenny's like, I mean, it's not a nice word, though. Like, even if only white people are around, it's still not okay to say. <laughs> even if it is your house, don't say it. Jenny asks Vince if he ever goes to Mark's house. And no, basically, he's like, I no, not in like almost a year. He's like, I could. I just choose not to because it's fucking horrible. Uh, now we talk about Vince's parents um, because he is actually... Oh, I said that. Yeah, he's half Jewish. His mother was Jewish. And he says his dad was very dark-skinned. Um, so... But he's fine. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I haven't suffered at all other than by knowing Mark. 
And Pauline's like, well, then you shouldn't have got with a white woman. And Vince is, Vince, again, this was kind of like the great, like, this is my favorite Vince moment for sure. Is like, she's like, you shouldn't have got with a white woman. And he's like, she's a woman. She's a woman, plain and simple. And then he kind of makes a fucking homophobic joke, which was not. <sighs> one thing at a time, guys. One thing at a time, I guess. Vince, uh, mm, I don't like this. We get into this whole thing. I don't even know how much I want to talk about this. We get into this whole, like, reverse accusation because Vince says he actually doesn't date women who are darker than himself, and that's his choice. And now we're into, like, these murky waters of, like, sexual preferences versus racism. I don't think those two things are the same. I think I understand what Vince is saying because he's like, no, I'm not racist. I just, like, like, I've been with, like, women who are darker than me, and I just, I didn't. I don't know. I, I I have a better time when I'm with women who are lighter, white women. Um, I mean, fair enough. A, a black female audience member who is darker than him says she's not at all happy about this. Um, he even tries to talk to her and she's like, I am speaking. <laughs> she's like, I, obviously you can't handle being with an African queen such as myself. And he's like, no, I have dated black women. It's just my preference. And Jenny tries to pin this up as reverse racism. But like, for me, I don't buy that because here's the thing. We could do this with a lot of things. I, me, Hillary, um, that's not a rule, but like after I broke up with my first husband, when I was dating and I had a lot of messages and at a certain point I was like, I'm going to cut this down. <laughs> like, what do I, what do I, what am I most attracted to? Or like what features am I most attracted to? I'm very attracted to guys with tattoos. Something about me. Um, I don't know why, but I don't know. It floats my boat. So now, like once I got out of the first one, he didn't have tattoos. And after that I was like, mm, I don't want to sacrifice like being attracted to someone and I am attracted to guys with tattoos and I like being with guys who have tattoos. Um, so I'm going to only date guys that have tattoos. That doesn't make me racist against people that don't have tattoos, first of all. And second of all, if I did meet someone, I don't know, some kind of meet cute and we really hit it off and he didn't have tattoos, I wouldn't not date him because he didn't have tattoos. It's kind of just like, it's a guideline. I think it's a guideline. Um... And yeah, I don't think that that is the same as <laughs> Pauline and Mark, at least their version of racism, which is so hot. Um, Jenny unravels like this whole story about like, I don't know, Christmas is she's like, you had to stay in the park at Christmas night because you weren't allowed on like in Mark's house or something. I don't know. It was like. They were in between moves, and so they didn't. They had one night. I guess it was like just Christmas night. They didn't have a place to stay, and Brenda was allowed to stay at her parents, but not Vince. I'm assuming because of racism. And then they were like, "Could we stay at Mark's house?" And Mark said no, so he slept in the car alone that night. Now I like to think that I would have slept in the car with my husband, <laughs> but also, I mean, December's cold. 
you know, I, I can't 100% guarantee it, <laughs> to be honest. And also the car is small. Like, there's not necessarily room for two people. I don't know. I don't think I'd feel good if I was sleeping in a bed in my parents' house and my husband was sleeping in the car in winter because of racism. I like to think I would stand in solidarity with him. An audience member says that their uncle is black and they have two cousins that are mixed and they're grown and successful. Fucking killing it out there. I think they say, I think your dark, I think your views are from the dark ages. Get real. Mark says this weird MAGA thing where he's like, people say we're in the nineties, but you know what, what makes the nineties right? (laughs) Um, equal rights. I think that's what it is. Um, he says it like he's so smart, but like at best, it's kind of a stoner thought. Um, I think what makes the nineties, I don't think the nineties were right. Obviously, Jesus, obviously they were not right. Um, not by the measure of 2024, but they were more right than, you know, I don't know, the fifties in a lot of ways. We call it progress, Mark. We call it progress. <laughs> Mark says that the majority of people do not accept interracial marriages, so why stick it up my ass? And he fully stands up and demonstrates a finger going up his bum. He's very obsessed with this, that black people are trying to shove their culture up his ass. I don't know why he's so weird about it. Well, because he's a fucking idiot. Jenny points out that Mark really doesn't have any actual points. <laughs> I, oh, Jenny, Jenny is like, I just, just this morning, just so happened to read the newspaper. Um, it's this whole article, I guess the 15th, the 15th amendment was only ratified by the, by all the states, like the last state to ratify the 15th amendment, which guarantees, I'm not going to get the words, but, um, equal protection under the law or equal rights under the law regardless of race sex there's a part in it about like our previous slave status it wasn't slave status but something to that effect um and 1997 the last state finally ratified that and the article that she read was like why the fuck does it take 127 years that's embarrassing the state's like that's embarrassing that it took us so long we're sorry don't be sorry state do it sooner but I'm glad that we got there in 1997. Um, Jenny's like, see, it's progress. We can't all be wrong. Uh, Deborah says that she has a right to be happy, just like Vince does, whether he's black or white. Jenny asks Mark, she's like, what if you just fell in love with someone, some woman over the phone or something, and then it turned out she was black? And Mark's like, wouldn't happen. She's like, but what if it did? <laughs> like on the internet or something. And he's like, it wouldn't happen. He's like laughing. Vince says he's pretty sure that it it would happen. <laughs> says Mark isn't an idiot. Laura accuses Tara of raising her kids to be prejudiced, which sucks. It's probably true. Asks if the kids are gonna hate her when they grow up because of how they were raised. Which is also probably true. Uh, It's a great setup for Jenny, who says, well, hopefully they'll watch enough shows like this one and it'll change their mind. (laughs) Good plug. Uh, Vince says that prejudice starts with the parents. You're not born prejudiced. It's how people are taught. If you can believe it, (laughs) I'm sure I've been recording for three and a half hours, just like it took me three and a half hours to fucking drive here. Um... We have another set of people to talk to. We have Lisa and Mike. 
brother and sister. They're both black. Lisa has a very pretty face. Like two pigtail buns. She's kind of an asshole, but like she kind of she looks kind of cute. Mike kind of looks like Carl Winslow from Family Matters. A little bit better looking, not as older, like a 10 years younger Carl Winslow. Mike married a white woman 15 years ago, and Lisa still won't accept her. Lisa, get the fuck over it. It's been 15 years. Come on. Lisa skipped the wedding to go hang out with Mike's ex because she thought that he should be with her instead. Jenny Jones is like, 15 years? <laughs> what the fuck? You still don't accept it? Like, Lisa seems, I think she's nervous. I bet she doesn't want to be on stage with Pauline and Mark. <laughs> I wonder if this kind of changes her POV a little bit. I bet she's uncomfortable. I would almost feel bad for her, but I think she's also kind of an asshole. Um, in a different way. <laughs> uh, she's just giving these really, like, short, sweet answers. Uh, she's like, no, I don't accept it. Uh, Mike and his wife have kids. Lisa said, like, Jenny's like, well, what about the kids? Like, do you see the kids? Lisa's like, well, if I see him, I see him, but I don't make any effort, though. That's shitty. Jenny says, and it's just because of the color of her skin. And Lisa's like, no, it's not just the color of her skin. We had a lot of, she says a word here that it sounds like complications, competitions or something. Like, it's really hard to make out. I think she just stumbled over it. But it could have been confrontations or complications or competitions. Like it was kind of a mix of those words. But Jenny hears competitions and she's really confused. She's like, competition? What are you, what are you competing over? And she's like, no, not competitions, confrontations. Jenny asks Mike if Lisa tried breaking him up. Mike's like, sometimes, but it's not just her. It's other family members too. They all suck. Jenny asks about the wedding. And says, I was upset, but it didn't bother me. Mm, does not compute, Mike. Mike doesn't know why Lisa doesn't like his wife. That's what he wants to find out. Mike says, we live in the high desert. <laughs> okay. I hardly see my family. We hardly go to functions because my kids feel like not part of the family. Is it because you're in the high desert? Or is it because your kids don't feel... Whatever. Um, let's meet Rose. Rose is in a real 80s fit. Looks like a nice lady. Structured jacket. Rose says they've been together 19 years total, and it's time to accept it and move on. <laughs> An audience member asks Lisa if she truly loves her brother, which she says she does. Um, and they're like, but do you not see how it's hurting him? Like how you, like how you act towards her hurts your brother as well. Which is a good point. Jenny asks Rose if Lisa's at least been nice to her face over the years. Uh, um, she's like, has she called you names? It sounds like she doesn't say. <laughs> it's kind of funny. She says, she's called me a white bee. <laughs> it's like, Pauline's over here throwing around N-words. I think you can go ahead and say bitch. Like, I think the bleep guy is good. He's on it. We, we already paid him for this episode. So you can go ahead and throw a bitch, I think, if you want. That'll be pretty safe. I guess they had a lot of names called. She says they've almost physically fought. <laughs> Seemed. Uh, I mean, she does get. Rose does seem spicier. She gets spicier and more heated as we go on. But I would bet on Lisa to win that fight. Lisa says she has a very smart mouth. Rose, like Lisa says, Rose has a very smart mouth. 
but then I don't know Rose is like I'm able to control your brother and then Lisa's like right you control him but not me Jenny asks Mike if Rose controls him and Mike's like well I'm gonna tell you like this and Jenny Jones is like we gotta go to commercial I promise you we're gonna find out after the commercial what you have to say we cut to commercial, we come back, and we go straight into a middle-aged bald guy, <laughs> white guy, in the audience. So not Mike's point. Um, he says, I think, oh my god, fucking all this guy needed was a goddamn soapbox. I think that the problem we have in this country today with blacks and whites is, I was like, whoa, we really loaded that up. <laughs> Where is this going? He says, the blacks, you know, see the white people like Pauline and they think all white people are like this. And the whites see people like Lisa and they think all black people are like that. That is not the case. This lady does not speak for any white person in this audience, maybe other than that lady, like the one clapping lady. <laughs> Um, I guess it was, I'm glad it went there. It was just kind of came in hot a little bit. Jenny asks Lisa if she call if she would call herself a racist and Lisa says no. Um, but Jenny's like, well, why so much hatred? And Lisa says that Rose broke up a good relationship he had with his ex 19 years ago. Rose is like, he came after me. And then Mike raises his hand to speak <laughs> what an angel oh, okay jenny's like okay mike now we're back now he gets to say okay mike does your wife control you yes or no Mike's <laughs> like laughing he's like okay there's a saying that behind every successful man there's a good woman and the honest to god truth is the way i was running my life at the time i needed a strong individual in my life and she was the one that stepped in and now everyone just starts talking over him, <laughs> but he keeps plowing through, which is good. He re responds to something Pauline says, though, that he's like, that it could have just as easily been a black woman as much as it could have been Rose. It just happened to be that it was Rose that helped him, like, sort his life out. Um, so if you want to call that, I guess, controlling, but I don't think Mike really sees it that way. Jenny says that Rose helped Mike his turn, like, yeah. Can you tell it's been like an hour and a half? Jenny Jones says that Rose helped Mike turn his life around. So why would Lisa dislike her so much if it was like good for him? It sounds like it was a good change. Lisa doesn't think that Rose did turn his life around. That's why. Uh, Jenny gives Rose a chance to speak. Rose is like, listen, we're good. Like, we're successful. We built a nice life. We got a nice house. We got four successful children. She says, I wouldn't describe my child as successful not because I don't think he is just because I think it's a weird way to describe a child um but anyway they have good jobs she's like I love you guys it's time for us to just like fucking get our shit together my kids don't even know you like they're growing up and they don't know their family and that sucks for them Jenny asks Lisa if maybe she could just accept it now that it's been 20 years and Lisa's like I can accept it but I don't want to accept it <laughs> All right. I guess that's fair. Jenny, I mean, it's not fair at all, but it's okay. Jenny invites more people who know racists to come on her show. She says interracial relationships are not going away, by the way. It was in the paper. I don't know how many newspapers Jenny reads in the morning. It must be all of them. Um, or a carefully curated selection of newspaper articles based on what they're going to talk about on the show, more likely. 
Uh, she says, it was in the paper again this morning. Could you believe it? Just so happens. <laughs> she says it in the worst possibly. One over a million. I think it's 1.4 interracial marriages in this country. <laughs> That's a lot of numbers. <laughs> We're wildly different. Uh, I think she meant, well, we saw it on the screen, right? 1.4 interracial marriages in this country. And she's like, 2024, it seems crazy, but she's like, they're even now considering, you may have heard it on the news this morning, that the Census Bureau might actually be having a new category for, um, well, she says interracial people. And she's like, it's not going away. So at least before you judge somebody, give them a chance. Please give these people a chance. Um... I just want to say, that's it. It's over. I just, I was like, oh, it must have been a big news day that day. It's very lucky that all these articles happened to come out on the day, on the day of this, uh, this episode about racism. And now it's over. Thank you for being here with me. I really appreciate it. I am very excited to go to bed. I hope that... (laughs) you know what I don't care if you're listening to this eight in the morning I'm excited for you to go to bed too like I'm excited for you on your behalf I'm excited to turn the heater in my hotel room back on because the fan was very loud and I did not want it in the background um so that's very exciting for me I think that's must be all I have to say if you liked this if you're still here I really hope you did, or maybe you fell asleep and it's still playing and now you're waking up, in which case, hello, welcome, I'm glad you woke up. Please subscribe or rate or review or all of them. Uh, Good ratings, good reviews would be fucking rad if you can manage it. Uh, If you want to reach out to me, you can do so at realityrootspod at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook. I have a profile set up as Reality Roots Pod. Uh, Definitely connect with me there. If I reject you, it's because I get a lot of spam. So send me an email and I will accept your friend request. I love friends. Thanks again for being here. Until next time, y'all, take care of yourselves and each other. Okay, bye.